Hey, what's up, lovebirds? This is Emily from We Love Connection. And as usual, I have a question for you. Are the boundaries in your relationship serving you? Think about it, and we'll be right back. So here's the big question. How do couples move beyond having a relationship that's good enough into experiencing the joy and adventure they've always dreamed of? My husband and I are writing our own story with love and adventure at the heart of every new experience we create together. We invite you to join our tribe of inspired couples who are ready to use their relationships as a platform for growth and expansion. We'll give you the tools and inspiration to co-create adventures and write your own love story. It's time to make love the most important thing I'm Raymond Uliberry, and this is my incredible wife, Emily. And in this podcast, we love connection. Hey guys, so as usual, we're inviting you to kind of peer into your relationship, uh, bring more awareness and intention to it, because that can really lead to more joy, right? We have to be intentional about being joyful and be intentional about having the experiences we want. So something that's been on our radar recently is the topic of boundaries and are they working in our relationship? Which ones are, which ones aren't? And of course, yay for us, the ones that are working and like, let's find solution. And what are we doing to resolve that and to grow and expand, to have better relationship, right? Because it's out of the things that aren't working very well in our relationships, whether that's boundaries or something else, that that brings down that joy or that strength in our relationships, right? So that's sometimes where we want to peer into so we can create intention there. So we want to start by talking about a couple of the boundaries we have set up in our relationship um, that are working really well for us. And kind of, you know, we can peer into those as well, too, because it's like, well, let's model success. Let's see what's working and create more of that. Mm-hmm. So we want to peer into a couple of things that are working for us. And then, of course, we'll peer into the things that aren't working so well. And maybe you relate or um, I imagine there's probably some some boundaries that might need strengthening or or loosening, I guess we could say. Yeah. We had a pretty long conversation before we started recording tonight on, you know, what are we even talking about? Which is fun because then, you know, recording this for you guys, hopefully it serves you guys in a way, but it serves us too because we got we to gotta really peer into our relationship and see what's going on and how can, how can we share things that actually can empower and improve your relationship, which means we have to do that ourselves. So we've set ourselves up to be the example So we have a lot to live up to so that we can serve you well and also have our best relationship, right? Yes. Because we all deserve the best version of our relationships. So what's the first one that you think we do really well? Like what's our what's a strong boundary or a clear boundary that's serving us well? I think communication, verbalizing our needs from each other. Um, we are entrepreneurs and business partners and so we spend a lot of time in conversation on so many topics and I think because we have been working together for so long we're really good at communicating what we need from each other actually one of our um, couples in our community commented on like I remember she said from like small daily things 
to like deep intimate moments that they're having good communication across that spectrum. And I can relate to that because it is a mixture of that. Like this might seem like overkill to some of you husbands and wives out there. I don't know. But like he'll text me when he's on his way home from the ballroom. We live in the Ozark Mountains. There's these windy, curvy, crazy roads, no shoulders on the highway, deer and possums and stupid armadillos. (laughs) Like, all that kind of stuff everywhere. And sometimes he he has the baby or like, I just like to know. Mm -hmm. Like, sweet things like that. Like, to me, that's sweet. To just text and be like, on my way home. You know, so I know if it took 40 minutes, like, something's wrong. Like, or he stops somewhere else. So, like, that's something small and simple. But I also think that when there's important or big things that we need to talk about, right. we're not afraid to talk about them. We don't put those, really, um, those conversations off or save them for another day or, you know, there's a time and a place for them, but mm-hmm. I don't think we're afraid to have those conversations. No, we don't sweep them under the rug. Right, right. So I think, you know, and we talked a lot about conversation um, in last week's episode, episode three. We go deep into that. So check that out if you haven't. Because there's some, some good stuff in there, I think. But I think that's one of the things, like you said, we graded ourselves last week in that episode. We, we do pretty good mm-hmm. conversation, communication. <laughs> so that's one of the boundaries for us that's like working well. Um, and then I think another one that we have, we have some, some rituals, some things in our schedule that we do very purposefully and that we have a lot of love and joy around doing. So we're going to share a couple of those. Or um, one of them really is my most favorite and it it developed organically i feel like it didn't develop with super deep intention but now it has a lot of intention now we we do it very intentionally and hold it as a ritual as a tradition so and that's like our morning routine and so our um we're not particularly like early people we often work um late when we perform in shows and and teach and things like that um so we rise and we like to get into movement immediately. So um, usually my husband will do a workout or a run and I'll do a run. And one of us, it's great because the, the baby's almost two, so he can go in the stroller. So whoever's running, just take the stroller. It makes it a lot harder. <laughs> you wouldn't think so because it's like, oh, it's just pushing wheels. You know, he's not... I don't know how much he weighs, but it makes it a lot harder. So that's a great workout. So we go and we live in, a, like I said, in the Ozarks. So it's really beautiful. We have, we just run along, um, you know, along the road. And, and country there's roads. Like, country roads, thank you. And there's horses and beautiful things and like cows. And it's just really fun. So it's a really great way to start the morning um, to get the body in motion. You, if you can do it outside in nature, that's that's really fantastic. I'm a little bit fair weather. Like, if it's cold, I kind of pansy <laughs> out. I'll be like, I'll do some yoga in the living room. <laughs> but what? movement is movement. Yeah, movement is movement. So, so no matter what it is. So we'll do a morning movement um, thing. And we usually do it kind of on our own. Like, even if we both want to run, we just go and run at our own pace. And if we're both running, I make him take the stroller. <laughs> It's a good workout. It's it's so much harder. We live in hills. It's really hilly. It is really Um, hilly here. That's not a complaint. I love it. So we do that, and then um, we come back, and we have a family breakfast the way you might think of um, the typical American family having, like, a structured dinner. I don't know if that's typical now, but that ideal of, like, sitting down together at the table to a prepared meal so we do that for breakfast mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, we often are working later in the day, so we don't have that opportunity often to do that at dinner. And my husband is the chef, 
How lucky am I? Do you want to talk about that? That's part of a, like, you love to cook, so that's... I do love to cook. ...ritual for you. Um, I especially love because our son is so interested in <laughs> in my cooking now, and so we have this thing that we call the perch, which is pretty much a wooden box on a, a chair, <laughs> and he stands next to me and watches and often tries to help by reaching across... Um, so, I, you know, it's a, it's a balancing act for sure because I got to, you know, make sure that the kid is safe. It's sturdy. Like, the chair is sturdy <laughs> and, like, he's a smart cookie. But, he's but he very, does want to definitely, like, help cook. He's very he brave likes to cook. and he's very aware of fire, but he's very intrigued by it as well. So he, you know, tries to reach and, <laughs> and touch, he, he knows. Like, touch hot, the pots. Hot, yeah, hot, hot. So, like, he knows. Um, but I really love that he's, he's fascinated by that because then when the meal is finished or like prepared and we're setting the the plates on the table and stuff and he you can see in his mind like oh yeah that, those were the eggs on the pan just a moment ago or that was that was the greens that I don't plan on eating but they're pretty <laughs> and so I I I'm falling in love with cooking even more so via him because I'm seeing his fascination and he's like completely obsessed with eggs right now. Egg, egg, he egg. goes egg, egg, egg. And it's his favorite thing. And yes, Easter. Easter. Has, oh my gosh, his there's like holiday. eighty Easter eggs in this house. Thanks to Mama who went. He overboard. loves them so much. <laughs> so there are Easter eggs. Yes, just kind of hidden all over the house. Not not real ones, like plastic ones. Lord have mercy. Can you imagine the smell? Right? Um, but he really gets it and he wants to see my eggs and he wants to, he wants to, he wants to be in charge of those eggs and he knows that he can't because he's two years old, but he just, he tries so hard. Um, one thing that I don't like is that he gets really impatient and he, he doesn't understand that it takes time to cook those eggs and it takes time to, to meal prep and all of that. Um, and sometimes he just, he wants it right now, like a vending machine. He wakes up in the morning the first thing he'll pop up in bed, the first thing he'll do is, um, say he wants to eat. Yes. And like, not good morning, not high, like eat, it's time to eat. Um, so that's part. So we do, we do a workout and then my husband prepares breakfast and I'll usually, uh, clean up or get myself ready or play with baby or whatever, whatever sort of chaos is kind of going on in the moment. <laughs> and then of course, um, Lucius, our son insists on music in the morning. That's, yes. that's first is eat. And then we get into the kitchen and then music insist on music so we do dance breaks in the morning and like and often it's the record player and he knows the difference between the record player and the bluetooth speaker right and he requests the record vinyl he does he does (laughs) and so we dance like he insists on it and it's so sweet because we're both dancers like forever and ever and that he loves it so much is the coolest thing yes his mom he's an old soul so that's a ritual that's important to us like that breakfast ritual and we do it almost every day Mm -hmm. almost every day we get up, we do movement, we have family breakfast, Louis insists on dance breaks. It's great. Yes. So that's a ritual that's really special to us. So it's a way that we've set aside time that's for us as a family and around a meal. Like, how great. So so see if you have, like, that's a boundary for us. If that gets infringed upon, like, mm-hmm. I get kind of sad. I get, you know, like, yeah. like every now and then something scheduling wise but it's pretty it's it's pretty sacred time for us like we don't mess with that right 
Um, so those are some things that we do well. Good communication. We have a few rituals. Oh, we have another ritual that I love. Um, this one's really good because, you know, we're, our baby boy is almost two. He's going to be two on June 27th. And so we're still, we're still first time parents. Like mm-hmm. he's almost two, but I've never had a two year old before. Still like you're always a rookie. <laughs> like just always a rookie. Um, and then if you have another kid, then you're a rookie at having two kids. Like, you know, it's a, it's a learning experience. Um, so we realized, this is sort of hilarious, that we really needed a date day. <laughs> like, here we are, we've been, um, we're almost a year into planning and preparing this business, which is all, you know, launching all about couples having date nights, and we haven't been really great about doing it ourselves. It's like, well, it kind of took over stupid our ironic. date nights. Like, we spend more did. time creating amazing date nights for couples, couples all over the world but then we we completely forgot that like oh yeah we need our date nights too right because you almost like you can you can blend them because we we have the the joy of doing a lot of work that we love like mm-hmm. we get to do things like create date nights like that's a creative process it's a thing we get to do together like, it can feel like, like how a joyful date. it can feel like a date for Sometimes us for us but still like at the end of the day it's work it's still like it's still, you can love your work, but it still is different than your relationship mm-hmm. space, even if you work together. So, you know, any of you couples out there who might work together, you probably get that, right? Sometimes you have to turn off the work time and and turn off the parenting time even. And be a couple. And be a couple. And so we are doing Sunday day date now. Mm-hmm. My sweet, wonderful sister um, takes the baby, um, just just about every Sunday mm-hmm. after our breakfast ritual after our breakfast ritual and it's great and so we're having day dates now on Sundays and oh I just love it like it's so great well it's kind of fun having day dates instead of date nights yeah I mean, because you get to like enjoy the day and, and the sun we both just love the sun and we go to the river a lot spring right now yeah like last last Sunday we just went to our favorite river in the area and that's it. Like, we didn't... We, we brought the Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. And, like, that's it. We just sat by the river. The water was cold. <laughs> we did get in. Yes. It was cold. So it was the simplest of dates, but it was so sweet, so needed. So we're doing that every Sunday now. So that's really cool. That's a beautiful tradition. So those are some things that are working well. Now let's get into the nitty-gritty because that's where we want to improve and grow, right? And do do better. Do better. <laughs> So the biggest thing for us, most of our boundary issues are around time and space. I know that sounds so existential, (laughs) Um, but it is. It is for us. I know like maybe other couples have boundary issues around communication or around um, intimacy or... Or like party life, one person uh, wanting to indulge more than the other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes even like couples will go through things where, where one person's into things like personal growth or health or or diet or diet or any of those things that they're kind of wanting to expand and move forward and maybe the other partner isn't interested so those can be boundary issues around that or um what a person is willing to share emotionally like mm-hmm. think of all these things as boundaries um so we we were joking actually okay so our um here's our biggest one though is around time and space like i, I feel pretty clear we're pretty clear around um those like relation relational boundaries like i don't i don't feel like you flirt with other people and i get jealous or like you know what i mean a lot mm-hmm. of those like those things we don't struggle with right um not that we haven't when we were younger mm-hmm. 
but we've... Well, we, yeah, we were just, we were kind of spitfires, you know, growing up together. And so you learn so much when you marry your high school sweetheart. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you learn a go lot about yourself, too. All those ages <laughs> together and, like, kind of deal with yourself, but then deal with each other being, like, you know, just like an early 20-something. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Everyone, it's a season. Everyone goes through, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, our weird phases. Like, yeah. and, we, and we stuck it out through all of them. Right. But, so, anyways, I feel like we digress. So, our biggest one... Oh, that's why. Because I was joking about... Like, if you think of boundaries like, like walls. Uh-huh. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> she wants me to do my Trump impression. I I'm do. Not gonna, I'm not going to do it. It's good. He just says a wall. It's so good. Okay. So anyways, for this one, like, this is, um, we work from home sometimes. We also have a, a ballroom, but oftentimes we work from home. So we have this, like, um, rookie parenting, like, who's working, who's parenting, and why are all the rooms in the same room? So we have, like, time-space issues. That's our biggest one. And I was joking, like, that that boundary, if boundaries were walls, our work and parenting boundary is, like, a flimsy baby gate. Like <laughs> When what we need is, like, a six-foot like chain privacy link fence. fence. No, yeah. <laughs> not even chain link. Like, I want, like... Oh, she doesn't even want to see me. Wood. No. <laughs> I want, like... What privacy fence, six foot privacy fence, like that's what we need. It's not what we're doing right now. So we got these dinky baby gates that like only fill the doorway, but part of it, like you could step over it, you could see through it, you can knock it over. These boundaries are flimsy, right? <laughs> so we've worked together for a long time and we've often had a, 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 we've always really had a scenario where, you know, when you're entrepreneurs, you can do a good amount of work from home. Uh-huh. There's always work that has to be done from a computer. Even, um, you know, so we have the ballroom and that's kind of like our contact hour. That's where we teach. That's where we perform. That's where we, we meet, you know, clients and guests face to face, but otherwise we're kind of working from home. Mm -hmm. And so now that it's like, who's parenting, who's working in which room, I'm, I'm picky and I want to work in the brightest room in the house and that's where all the activities going on and. <laughs> it just isn't working well for us. We're well, struggling. I, I just feel like we're distractions. Like when it's time for me to be the parent, and Lucius is running around having a good time, and he sees his mom sitting there, and he doesn't understand that she's working. And he so, does too, because he'll grab my hand <laughs> and just pull me away. Well, yes, he's like, "Stop working on the computer, mom, and come and hang and out come with play. me." Um, and so I think sometimes that we are we are that distraction for you. Right. And then I have, like, guilty mom syndrome. But mm-hmm. if I couldn't see him, like, I don't feel guilty on Sunday day date because I drop him off with my sister. Mm-hmm. I know he's having fun. Yeah. I don't feel guilty. I can't see him. But, like, when he's sitting over there and he's sad because I won't – I can't engage with him so I can actually try to get some work done. Like, it's not good. So we have – there's obvious solutions there. Like, pick a different space and schedule time. Right? Like, just plan out the time. Mm-hmm. So we're realizing that. But it's kind of funny how – Sometimes even the obvious solutions, uh-huh. you're not applying them. Like the solution might be so clear, but like, why aren't we applying that? Right. So like, I don't know, you guys, listeners, couples out there, is, is that existing for you? There's a an obvious solution to maybe a, a boundary or an issue that you're going through, but you're just not implementing it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, awareness is key. Like that's kind of like the first step. Right. Right. Like you can't fix something unless you really acknowledge that there's a level of improvement. I don't like to think of things as broken. I don't like to think of relationships that way. But but if we always go just, this is where we are. This is what it is. 
and we can we can slide down and it can get worse or we can make it better mm-hmm. right like you're not broken you're where you are so which direction do you want to go because relationships aren't static like they can't be static they're alive it's two living breathing people mm-hmm. and how they connect and and meet right mm-hmm. so it's alive so it's just like you're not broken you don't need fixed even the boundaries that have issues but like but how can they improve how can they be better can we like give our baby gate to the thrift store and like <laughs> install a privacy fence I'm, you know she's talking theoretically by the way <laughs> right if you haven't got that yet right, sorry <laughs> I think it's funny. And yes, I would like to give it to the thrift store. (laughs) Well, it doesn't work. The dogs jumped right over it and (laughs) ran off into the forest. Good Lord. Um, Okay. So anyways, so it's, so I just wonder for you, like, is, yeah, is there a solution you can apply? So our solution is, okay, we have time space issues, so we just need to plan better, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, who's working right now and who's going to parent? Yeah. Or is this a situation where we have childcare or is he, you know, baby getting parent time today. So it's like, Oh my goodness, just be clear about the plan and then stick to it. Mm-hmm. And if it's a space issue, well, lucky us, we have a ballroom. Like right. we can go somewhere else. Well, and that's the thing. It's just like, the luxury. I like to sit in the forest. We like used... I like to sit with the door open so I can see it or sit on the back porch. We're like crossing into the digital world here with, we love connection, which is, it's a whole new ball game for us. Like we've always been in the flesh and so when I was teaching and before we had a baby, it was a lot easier because I would be teaching and she'd be home working or vice versa. And now we're kind of like thrown in the mix together within this digital world of, okay, we got a lot of learning that we got to do. And sometimes we got to help each other and we got to, you know, pick each other's brains to, to find the best possible answer. And so sometimes we need to be together for that. But right. like having, it's, we lo- it's we love connection. It's we love connection. That not, connection that, not I love connection. <laughs> but like having... <laughs> Having the baby now is is kind of like it's like having two candles next to each other and the flame somehow has like combined and created one flame and now <laughs> my wax and your wax are mixing together. Ooh, sounds kinky. And <laughs> uh, we'll we'll use that later. But it's it's like these two candles are like melding together. So like what we need to do is just like separate them a little bit more so that we stay more structured. We stay more sound in our responsibilities and you know like I can be a better dad for my son and you could be a better worker for We Love Connection and vice versa. Right. And then I don't have to have mom guilt. Right. Or work guilt. You know when you feel like you're doing two things poorly mm-hmm. at the same time. Like you just don't feel good about that. Right. I'm feeling like that a lot lately. So it's like it has to have a solution. You know, we if we want to improve the way we feel, right, the emotions, because that's really our experience of the world is how we feel. And we want to, and how we feel influences our relationship. Then, like, these are the things we got to look at to make the relationship stronger. Mm-hmm. That's a cool thing, like, we, how we really come from, you know, the idea of we love connection is, and, and our idea of our relationship is our relationship can't grow unless we as individuals grow, yeah. right? Like there's some personal development that has to happen. So we got to look at like what's working and what isn't. So our main takeaways from like what's working and, and what we're going to do to the things that aren't working so well so that you can look at these things um, and apply them in your relationship, right? And create, make that choice. Like your relationship is not static. Which direction do you want it to move? Do you want it to grow and thrive or do you want it to deteriorate, right? I don't mean to be like dramatic, but like 
it's alive mm-hmm. and you can't let it sit idle. It has to have intention. And that comes to my first, our first tip, right? Is be intentional. So look at your boundaries, whatever they are, see which ones are working and applaud yourself for them and peer into those and go like, how can we model that elsewhere? Mm-hmm. What are we doing there that's working well? Like look at our morning ritual. That's just planned. That's all that is. That's just planned. So <clears throat> imagine that. We need to do some planning in some other departments, right? So look in, be intentional, and being intentional requires awareness. So you've got to look at the, the boundaries and see what's working and what's not. So look at the good stuff, applaud, and model after it, and then look at the stuff that's not working as well, it's not serving you, and just dive in, and then have a conversation. That's my second tip. You need to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. you got to look into it yourself, like take some independent time to peer in, and have your own developed opinion and ideas and input, right, as a couple. So, like, maybe you would pose a question about it and then ask to have a conversation about it in, like, three days or something. Mm-hmm. And give the other person time to... Yeah, be like, hey, I want to talk about this because I was listening to this really cool podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about boundaries. And maybe think about our boundaries. And so, I don't know, it would just be cool if we could have like a playful conversation about it so will you think about the boundaries in our relationship that you think are working really well and then maybe think about the ones that aren't working really well and then like in three days when we have like sunday day date we can talk about it Mm -hmm. so like i don't know that would be cool and then they get to like meditate on it and they also you get to kind of plan to talk about something that might feel um big or scary or profound or exciting it just depends how you and your partner feel about it but you've got some mental time to plan and you know you won't really catch your partner um in the wrong state right you know when you could come into that from a clear loving space because it's just meant to be it's meant to be a joyful conversation actually Mm -hmm. because it's all about what can we do to like do better (laughs) right (laughs) have more joy and adventure so be intentional think yourself right and then talk about it talk about it And then the new one that we're implementing, which maybe is applicable to you if you have any time or space issues. Like, doesn't time and space? Like, doesn't everyone have a little (laughs) time and space issue? I don't know. So our new one is plan. Just plan better. Like, we just need to... And really, planning is being intentional. Gosh, they're just looping back at each other. Be intentional. Talk about it. Plan. And then here's what you can plan. You can plan your first date night experience. Brought to you by We Love Connection. How'd you like that lead-in? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty that's, smooth. That's pretty smooth right there, right? I felt like a radio DJ for a second. That was cool. All right. So really, though, we're about to launch the very first We Love Connection date night experience ever on June 1st. I kind of love that it got delayed, sort of. I mean, it got delayed a lot. But June is our anniversary month. Yeah. So to launch it in June feels, it feels right. It does. The time feels right. It does feel in this right. case. So June 1st, the date will be launching, but they are on sale now. Join us. Become a part of the community. Um, We've got some cool stuff immediately when you join. There's some cool things um, that will start happening for you. And then you get to plan your dates. You actually get two dates, two date nights when you purchase uh, a Wheel of Connection date night experience. There's a theme. Every month has a theme. And from that theme are two separate date night experiences. Um... There's one called Small Adventure, and that's the first one. And then the second one's called Big Adventure. And that's all I'm going to tell you other than 
You'll love it. <laughs> and you should try it out. You should plan some time to just be in relationship, to not be a person who works and a person who has a household to manage and a person who is a parent or a dog parent or a cat parent or whatever, whatever it is you do. Like you should take some time to just be a couple. And date night experience will do that for you. So I really appreciate you guys listening today, listening to us, you know, talk about what does and doesn't work for us, trying to keep it real, be honest, so that we can all grow. Yeah. So peer into your relationship, see what works and what doesn't. Go to weloveconnection.com to get your first date night experience. And then check us out next week. We will be dropping a new episode. Actually, go check us out on Facebook because I will be dropping the podcast topic here in a couple days. And I like to get some input. So thank you for listening, lovebirds. I'm Emily Uliberry. This is my wonderful husband, Raymond. And we love connection. I like everything about you.